Welcome to the post show. Turn me up. Turn you up. Nigga, let me proceed. Uh-huh. Don't fill them clips too high. Get them bullets room to breathe. Damn, I was like, yeah, run out of town. Yeah. Fuck up. Uh-huh. D-Rock went home and Jay got stuck the fuck up. Hit him twice, caught him Nail. right for the first wife. Pissed the whip to Nail. Nail. Chimp. No question, wet him up, no less than 50 shots in his direction. How many shots, man, nigga? I see mad holes. What kind of gas? Hitchling cops and calicos. So many questions. Who's guilty? I think we. I mean, my. I don't think we talked about it since the final episode. No, but I think that that our discussion of of how he thought it would end was pretty much exactly on point. Yeah, yeah. I think. I mean, to me, the takeaway is I can't. It's stunning that he was convicted beyond reasonable doubt. Yes. Not. That I think he's innocent, and not not even with new evidence that the podcast uncovered, right. but with what was presented at trial, it's stunning that he was convicted beyond a reasonable doubt. Right. So, like I said, I mean, I'm, I really think that the the essence of serial, the 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 good thing about serial is that it introduced questions to a lot. To it wasn't just. I mean, I like that that serial was this popular because it. It made people look at the justice system in a different way because it really was about how how different the justice system is from our expectations. I mean, there's some really good parts, like when they were inter- when she was interviewing. Was he a private investigator or a former prosecutor or whatnot? Right, talking about how while it's not the average murder case, yeah, it wasn't so much a. It wasn't a railroad, right? Mm-hmm. It wasn't. He wasn't being railroaded. It was pretty much business as usual, with maybe a small exception, right? You know, as compared to where it sounds like it's an egregious affront to civil rights or you know personal rights. It's the cover, or this is. Uh, same same artist okay. did the theme, but it's his bad. The first song is called "Bad Dream," the theme, and this is "Bad Dream" number two. Good music. I mean, another thing you have to say about Serial mm-hmm. is, is the production values are great. The music was fantastic. I mean, it's it's long form reporting, and it's. You know, they 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 funded a show with a year's worth of research. Yeah, you know, I mean, that's one of the benef- one of the published benefits of supporting your local public radio station, right? Is that you know because it doesn't have commercial endeavors, um, they can do things. And it, it, I'm not saying they're always spot on, but I'm saying when they can produce something like Serial. It's the best of, of the public radio, um, you know, goals of, of their the pledge drives and all that stuff, right? I mean, hell, they. I mean, like I said, a team of like two or three people for a year to produce this show. Yeah, I mean, that's um, and and the same thing applies to like you can do the same sort of thing through a Kickstarter, right? Mm-hmm. By 
giving, you know, doing a, a crowdfunding sort of situation, which is what public radio is, mm-hmm. but you, you're putting other people in charge of the crowdfunding as opposed to letting the person who's doing the crowdfunding themselves be in charge of themselves. I think there's very few people that could have pulled it off, right? WBEZ, WNYC, you know, right. the, the, the public radio stations in the big cities that have a lot of clout, right? I mean, WBEZ does... This American Life. They do Wait, Wait, Don't yeah. Tell Me. They do they do the uh, Strange Brew Public Radio Beer Podcast. Well, there you go. <laughs> do they drink on the air? They do. Oh, really? Well, they have a beer. They don't do really live mm-hmm. reviews. It's more of an interview show. But, uh, you know, whatever. We can't be in their club of, of beer podcasts because no. we're not public radio. No, we're not. Nor would I really want to be in their club of beer podcast. I'm glad that we're independent. Yeah. We probably should stop infringing on uh, whoever's <laughs> copyright this is. His name is Nick Thorburn, Thorburn, and he made all the music for Serial. He did a good job. An excellent job. It's so haunting. Yeah. But, all right, so I suppose that you, well, first before we do Eminem, and Eminem, 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 so glad I don't have to go to work. Eminem, All right, I wanted to discuss what do you think the title of the show should be for three fifteen. I was going to call it Triple Header because it was like. But we didn't really until, have until yeah. yeah until the stone screwed us with the spoilage. I was a, I was going to go a triple header. Well, it wasn't technically stone who screwed us. It was it was Chalet Premier who screwed us. Well, I don't, no, I, an infection doesn't get into yeah. the bottle. If it was oxidized, right? You know, you could blame Chalet Premier. Um, I was gonna. I mean. Part of me just wants to call it uh, Schnickel Fritz or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> we uh, actually, what we could do is we could reverse it, right? We could call it Fritzel Schnicker. We could call it uh, Schnickel Fritzel Clanner Light uh, Thunder Weizen Chocolate Orange Pinner. I just call uh, it Fritzel Schnickel, <laughs> and then uh, you can decide if you like that or not. All right. So, Amazon, Anonymous. understandably slow week since everyone's uh, given their gifts. Someone bought a lot of comic book stuff. I don't know what I'm going to pick, pick today. I don't have like a favorite. Um, I'm still sending this email to you, so right. give me a second. I'll go with the... Uh, I don't know. I'm just going to pick one, I guess. X-Force Volume 1, The New Beginnings. What is this? This is a comic book. I guess X-Force is a group of people with X's on their shirts. Well, they have the X-Gene. Okay. So they're X-Men, but they're not part of the X-Men. They're their own X-Team. This was the paperback published in November 20th, 2002 by Marvel Comics. Its reviews are four and a half stars. There's been 17 whole people that reviewed this. 
Disturbed and Disturbing Mutants, X-Force, The New Beginnings, collects the first five issues of Peter Milligan and Mike Elfred's disturbing recreation of one of Marvel's X-Men spin-off titles. X-Force originally began as just another way for Marvel to cash in on the late 80s X-Men craze and about the 7th or 8th spin-off title at that. Through a long, unremarkable run, the book has been, well, unremarkable. And a year ago, as part of Marvel's larger editorial gamble to revive interest in their characters, Greg's leaving because he doesn't like my narration of, of reviews. I don't know where this review is going. Uh, this person gave it four stars with all those unremarkables in his uh, review thus far. Enter Mr. Sensitive, a.k.a. the Orphan, given a leadership... Given the leadership of his team by their coach and the board shortly after joining, he's clearly the only member with a conscience and seemingly the only well-grounded one to boot. How does he do it? Every morning before he leaves the house, he polishes his handgun and loads a single bullet in the chamber. Well, I hope he wouldn't be loading more than a single bullet in the chamber because... You kind of can't do that. But, you know. Whatever. Uh, that's my Amazon Anonymous. While Greg is relieving himself. Let's see what else I got. Did I ever say that I really love the Touch ID of my iPhone 6? It's freaking awesome. Here it comes. We're going to talk about podcasting apps here in a second. Man, see, this is why I don't do a solo podcast. Because it fucking sucks. You can't... Sucking just your... your you got to figure out... Well, it's you, not easy. But hey, put your hand out. No. Other way. I just fixed your Lego problem. That's not the kind of Lego that's broken. Uh, it wasn't. It was okay. like six high. All right. It was on the... Uh, it was on your sink now using six of these is the same size as the missing piece but i went to lego.com and said hey i had a broken piece and fill out a form didn't even have to really prove it right you just no because lego makes millions <laughs> so why would they need it yeah yeah this is a hundred dollar a hundred dollar lego kit right with the yeah the kit pieces. is a hundred dollar but you're yeah. not asking for yeah. the whole kit you're asking for yeah ah lego i know, I know. Out, of, out of over a thousand pieces you know so so they I, recognize that I, these things I, are wrong. When I saw the deformed Lego, I knew it was going to be easy to replace yeah. a new one. I wasn't trying to, like, Twitter shame Lego, right? How dare you? I, what I was trying to do <laughs> was be like, oh, my God, a a bad Lego may get through quality control. It, like, doesn't happen, you know? Well, sure it does. Otherwise, they wouldn't have an option for replacing it. The percentage is mind-stunningly... Man, I sound really drunk there. Yeah. I kind of bit my tongue saying mind-stunningly low. Um, my choice for Amazon Anonymous <laughs> is the... I should have just queued up the serial theme again while you were gone. The that would have been, been a better show. U37 USB Studio Condenser Recording Microphone. Because... That wasn't on my list. How many days did you do? Excuse me. I did what you, you normally do and went to orders. Ah, you sneaky, um, sneaky dog. So, because this means that somebody is trying to make the 42nd. 
beer podcast. <laughs> <laughs> so they're, they're picking up what looks like it looks to be a good uh, USB microphone. So uh, the ones that we have that are not USB, they are... Um, These are condenser microphones that condenser. run into a soundboard that has phantom power. Right. This is the Behringer... But what are these things called? These... These cables. XLR these, cables. XLR cables, right. Yes. This is an actual USB microphone, so it... Yeah. Yes, yeah, so they... It the thing is, you really can't... Inside. Yeah. You can't have a mixer with the USB microphone, right? You can't mix yeah. two USB mics into one. So I don't know how much circuitry well, Maybe have, you could, but, but you'd have to do it on little. your computer. This actually... Yeah. This, these actually have a, a, a condenser compressor inside them. In order to turn them digitally, now, I'm not saying don't, they don't have any circuitry. They probably have resistors and, compre- and mm-hmm. capacitors, stuff like that. But I, don't, I doubt there's an integrated circuit inside there, and I don't believe there is. There's your electronics. There's resistors and capacitors, but there is not an integrated circuit. No, no, I see. Yeah, I just there's took the bottom off the microphone. There's there a circuit board. It's through, it's through the whole circuits. There's a um, there's a transistor or two. There's capacitors, three resistors, capacitors, a bunch of resistors. Well, three electrolytic capacitors. There's a bunch of ceramic capacitors. There are one, two, three transistors, a couple diodes, a couple resistors, and. That is the inside of an MXL. It is technology that you could conceivably recreate through vacuum tubes. They actually sell upgrades for these microphones to make them like professional studio quality type stuff. And you can take the components off of this board and put in new components that are better. Really? Yeah. So like for like, I think it's like 20 or 30 bucks a piece. We could upgrade these microphones. You have to do all the technical work. Well, I could do the work, but... Really, do we need to sound five percent better? You know, yes, so. we do. No, no, we don't. Anyway, this receives a four and a half out of five stars. Um, what the I just mouse over it and I get to pop up, and the device is very sensitive and picks up all background noises. That's what these mics do. Yes. That's why people hear our gulps and we mm-hmm. have foam on the wall and the dead in the room and whatnot. Okay, so there are two things I want to talk about. Before we get into podcast apps, I wanted to uh, ask you a question slash give you a comment. Truth or dare? Is this truth or dare? No. Oh. Damn. Because I noticed this a couple times on your Twitter feed and stuff that you've written out. Okay. And I want to comment on it, and I recognize that language changes, and this is not, this is the language thing, but, and it's not me trying to shame you, it's me trying to say, when you do this, it kind of makes you look dumb. Okay. And so I, I want, I don't want you to look dumb. Okay. You say should have instead of should have. Okay. Should have is not correct. Okay. It should have. Think about... I, I think that's a Pittsburgh thing. Yeah. But, you know, you say, like, I I should have done this. And mm-hmm. if you think about what that... How that translates, it doesn't make any sense. Sure. Really. No, it makes... I, I hear what you're saying. So... Um, kind of a Pittsburgh contraction, 
or should yes, have. Yes, sure. Just like needs and needs to be. Mm-hmm. So. Okay. Yeah. I, I just, I, I'm just, I'm, I'm looking out for I'm, you. I'm pretty good at the needs to be. Uh, I will try to fix the shoot off. Yeah. But it's pretty deeply ingrained. I know it's deeply ingrained. Uh, but you know, I, I, and I'm not, and I don't think you're stupid because of it. I, I don't think that I'm stupid in spite of it. <laughs> I, I just think that when people see that, they will look upon you as if you're dumber than I know you actually are. You're much smarter than that. And it's just a, a cultural thing. Mm-hmm. So should oh. have when it almost all times when you use of, I've seen it a couple of times. It's have. All right. Let's see when I've used it. Can I search myself? <laughs> okay, I didn't want that vine to play <laughs> all by itself. It was, um, if you check my Twitter, uh, Max got this inflatable R2-D2 remote control. Oh, that was fun thing. to play around with. <laughs> but did you see my... Max was doing this at first. Sure. Just this. Why wouldn't you? It's spinning around, basically. Just have it just spinning in place. Again. And again. And again. He's going to wear a hole in my hardwoods by doing that. <laughs> um, I'm not going to search myself. I'll have to figure that later. See when I said shoot of. Hey, that's a Pittsburgh thing, man. He's not sure. saying Warsh and cr- Crick. No. And... Uh, I grew up where people do say that, and I didn't. I don't say that. Well, they say Washington. Oh, sure, Washington. Yeah. Now, see, my I, I didn't know that. My mom does the wash and uh, the toilet. The what? Toilet. She toilet clean, cleans the toilet. The toilet. Not the toilet. The toilet. Toilet. Well, I say February, and you you remarked on that. I well because she I presumed the host what's her name the host from Sarah Sarah Canning Sarah Canning she was a, a reporter for the Baltimore Sun for a while and uh, you're from Maryland so I figured it was a Maryland thing to specifically pronounce February nope instead of Feb you know I grew up with February and then yeah we saw I saw Beer Nader. Um, tweet about you know something you know a sarcastic funny tweet about about cereal but it's good and all but what the, what's up with how she says february you know that kind of thing <laughs> and she says it's just like you say it right so i thought that's it was no, yeah a Baltimore we, we, thing. we talked about this yeah. before but i mean it, it's uh, okay let's see i'm trying to find yeah how do you search twitter for a particular person and then search for what they <laughs> the thing is like of is probably dropped out of the searches anyway right so that's true so, don't worry about it I, I understand I've said it I will try to uh, make should have be the same as needs to be and lose a little bit of my I mean, if the language evolves in the way that should have be replaces should have, then then that, that's how it happens. But right now, that's not the way it is. Mm-hmm. So, okay, yeah. And I want you to look good. All right. So, podcast apps. Podcast apps. 
Uh, I've only tried one so far. There seems like there's three front runners, right? There's the one I'm trying, Pocket Casts. There is the one I said last week, which was Overcast. And then the person today said they've been using... Before you start, mm-hmm. I want to then now take a, take a look at how many copies my Apple podcast app has okay. of the first four listings. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen. 14, 15, 16, Jesus. 17, 18, 18, 18 plus three quarters, 18 and three quarters before it goes on to just a, a normal podcast list of the other podcasts I have. 18 times it reproduces the same podcasts. All right, so... So let that's me how you, terrible iTunes podcast is. Let me give you a review for Pocket Casts. It's not everything I want. So I'm not sure whether you want to stick with it or not. It was $3.99 for this one. And... So $4. Yes, $4. So it gives you this kind of grid view. And the stuff at the top is the most recently posted stuff. You can go... It, it was a grid view of all the album art. And then... Let's see, if you go into, like, unplayed, you can get kind of a day search of unplayed. You can set up filters, right? So here is just the beer podcasts, right? And then I have another one for science. You have 41 in there? Hmm? You have 41 podcasts in that beer? (laughs) No, no, I haven't subscribed to all the the beer podcasts, just the ones I actually want to listen to. Um, Well... I should say the ones that I haven't. Some of the ones I want to listen to. Okay. Uh, you can have it. You have per episode playback speed. So there's certain podcasts that I can do at like 1.3 or 1.4, and and you know save a little bit. You know save a few minutes off the end of the podcast, and it still sounds fine. Like how did this get made? Sounds pretty good at 1.4. Um, so I have that set. So every time I listen to How Did This Get Made, it plays back at 1.4. You can also have per episode. So that means that when they say, How Did This Get Made? It means it sounds even faster. Yeah. <laughs> but, but for the rest of it, for the rest of it, it's good. Uh, it Paul Shear's normal cadence. It, it's You hardly notice it's being sped up at all. Uh, they also have this um, skip intro type thing. So you can say like, you, if you know the first minute of how how did this get made is always a commercial, which it is, you can have it skip a minute or a minute 30 or something like that. So it starts playing a minute That's 30. Nice. That nice for like the WTF podcast. You can just skip all of the whole Mark Maron talking about his nonsense and just go right to the actual interview. So like, yeah, every, you know, you can, per podcast, you can say skip the first 20 seconds, 50 seconds, minute and a half of the podcast. So that's kind of nice. Uh you can stream or play. You can use it. It's a great feed browser. You can go back and add more episodes that are, might be, not be in there currently. You know that works out well. They have a website streaming player that syncs the playback status, so that you, can, you can go from your phone to your computer and pick up the same podcast where you left off within you know a minute or so. Uh-huh. Uh, 
the thing is the so the podcast is four bucks to yeah. get the app is the app is four bucks to get the website you can try it free for 14 days and after that's nine bucks one time but it's it's another nine bucks uh-huh. it seems like the website should be cheaper than the app to me but a one-time payment is not that bad it's not like they're yeah. asking to pay it to but they want you, you know so now it's going up to uh thirteen dollars for the thing you know it, it it just seems like a big jump to get the website thing and the website doesn't have that many features but it does it, like i said syncs your does playback. it have skip 15 go back yeah. 15 so yeah. it has all those nice yeah. features yeah it's not as featureful as the app but it's decent um i'm on the 14 day trial right now i have not decided whether i'm going to buy the website app or try another mobile app, right? Which way I'm going to go, I'm not sure yet. Um, I'm not sure if I have anything else about Pocket Casts I want to say. You can you can configure. I want to hold yours while you, you can, hold my. You can configure the skips. Like the default is skip back ten and front forty five, so you can configure those skips too. Yours didn't feel as small. I, I held a, f- a 4S recently, and it was tiny. Unlock me. Oh, the 4S is the 4S is the size of this screen. Yeah, I know. On this phone, it, it was just like it was like I was holding a baby's it's, toy in my hand. So, Pocket Cast is definitely worth the four bucks over the Apple app. Yeah. Now, whether it's the best app versus Overcast and, and uh, Downcaster, or I think it was the other one. Uh, I'm not sure. I uh, I'm, I'm, I don't miss... I don't think I want the 4 plus, or 6 plus at all. I'm a lefty, lefty, right? Yeah. And getting up to that plus in the top, right underneath the battery, there's a lot of icons right up underneath the battery. Uh-huh. It's really hard for me to get well, there. But you know that this can do like... Like that. What? Yeah. You didn't know that's, about that? That's just the... What did you do? So all you do is instead of pressing, you just double... You just Instead of clicking it, you just double press and it drops all the well, stuff down so it's okay. all within So, your... But that's just the icons on the launcher, right? Yes. That's not the whole UI in every app. You no, know, it's the UI in every app. Really? So for example, here... Uh... Well, shit. I didn't know that. See? So, yeah, getting up to that top right corner with my left thumb is difficult on this phone. I didn't know you could double touch the home button to drop it down a third of the way. Yep. Or, or I think I think it's it's more than... It's about four-fifths yeah. or... No, I mean, I don't know what that is. Yeah, so it goes all the way down. So they, they gave you that option. So, yeah, go ahead and try it. Well, I mean, yeah, it lets you get to the new tweet button as a left-hander. Um, I didn't know that was there. So there is one thing I don't like about this phone over my last phone, and that is the clicky sound of the Touch ID button. Uh-huh. It was quieter. The old button was a lot quieter. You know, the non-touch ID button, uh, the convex button was a lot quieter. Yours sounds a lot clickier than mine. Let's see here. Yeah, yours is a lot clickier than mine. Here, press mine. Uh, Yeah, I don't like how loud mine is. I mean, but... 
Oh, well, yours is quiet. <laughs> Mine's super loud. Should I, should I go to Apple and get it replaced? You should go to the Apple and get it, get a success. I mean, you six still have plus? time. I don't want you a still... fucking six plus. Fuck that. I just showed you that you don't need to worry about it. I still that. don't want it. It won't fit in my pocket. No. I'll bend it. When I sit <laughs> on it. Yeah, it bends so easily. <laughs> I, I want get... it to bend. I want a curved phone. It won't <laughs> bend on me. Look at this. I'm trying. <laughs> bend, bend, you motherfucking bend. I need to go to the restroom. Pause. So I just thought of another thing I don't care for with pocket casts. And that is... Let me see if it's on here still. Um, I noticed on the web streaming player when I subscribed to Craft Beer Radio, instead of the CBR logo, the album artwork, album artwork was that of the pod, episode-specific podcast. So it was a picture of some bottles of beer. And if that is common in a podcast app, it's undesirable because it's not it's not noticeable, right? It's a picture of five bottles of beer instead of the CBR logo. So I need to kind of characterize how that happens. And if it happens too much, I'm going to need to... I'll keep it in the MP3, but I'll probably pull it out of the feed, you know, some of those code changes I made last week. A friend of mine... A friend of mine and I, we like to go to... Because we're both pretty much the same political ideals, but we, we also like to look at other sites, both for edific, you know, edification of ourselves and at the same time making fun of, of what we see, the crazy shit that's on other sites. And one of the sites, the the most, uh, the most one of the bigger sites is Drudge Report, right? Everyone knows about mm-hmm. the Drudge Report. So, you know, Drudge Report was at one point a big conservative stalwart, I mean, like, a, you know, an, an important site. Now it's, it's, it's almost fringe because it points to sites like InfoWars, Mm-hmm. Alex Jones's site, and he pointed me out this link to uh, a, uh, an article on Infowars after the North Korea hat. After you know, there were some there's some questions whether North Korea did it or not. Some mm-hmm. legitimate, some eh, right. you know who knows. But it was after the interview finally did get released, and the article on Infowars was was this all just one big stunt by Sony? Basically, basically making the making, trying to argue that it was just a big stunt by Sony uh-huh. for for publicity of the interview, and that is to me that's like, someone who's ignoring like all the details, yeah, of all the business information that was leaked. Exactly, like j- just the most superficial possible reading of something, not even taking into consideration everything about it, that all this shit was like almost ruinous to Sony as a studio. Mm-hmm. Yes, it got, it, it did get publicity, but at a cost that is so much more than they could ever get from releasing the interview on YouTube for $5. Yeah. So it was like, I mean, and, and it was taken seriously by the people in InfoWars. So it, it was just, it was one of those things where it's like, come on, how stupid do you have to be to believe this shit? Oh, it's InfoWars. That's how stupid you have to be. We finally got to see the interview, but is it any good? No, probably not. Well, actually... 
So I've seen some I've seen some comments on Twitter of people saying the interview is not any good, but uh, SFGate, <laughs> the uh, the interview scandal aside, it's pretty good. So maybe the reviews are mixed. I, I guess. Yeah, Rotten, I think they are mixed. I, I guess I, Rotten I mean, Tomatoes is the place to go, right? Yeah, Rotten Tomatoes is probably better. I think it, it's one of those things where it's like, no, I mean, it's not, it's not fucking. Bigger, longer, uncut, right? It's not even Team America. Mm-hmm. It's not that kind of brilliant satire. It's just a dumb movie that has funny moments. Oh, this is great. The to- to- tomatoometer, 50%. That sounds about right. Right down yeah. the middle. You know? no, it, it, it's, a, it's a movie that, that has funny moments. It's, it's, it's not a, a beautifully rendered satire. But it's just, you know, it, it's the same guys as Pineapple Express. I mean, it's a weed movie about North Korea, right? <laughs> I mean, come on. I haven't seen Pineapple Express. Or, or This is the End, you know, it's a... Right. So, like I said, you know, the... Was it Colbert Report? I think it was Colbert Report. I saw Rogan on, right? And they played a clip. And the clip was forced and not funny. And I'm like, that's the clip they chose for the thing? You know, that kind yeah. of set my expectation for the movie, right? I mean... Come on, if you only need 20 seconds of something, find something that's laugh out loud, not this kind of forced, not very funny clip. I mean, I think about Team America, I think about all the things you can pull from that. I mean, just think about the beginning. Everyone has A's. Da, 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 da. AIDS, 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 AIDS. Mm-hmm. Right. I mean, there's so many great clips in that. Anyway, um, we talked briefly about it in the main show, which we shouldn't get into, but... Um, Relativity, faster than light. Okay. Alcubierre drive. Okay. Alcubierre drive requires something with negative, with, with imaginary mass. Well, it's negative or imaginary. If it's imaginary mass, it's totally, it's impossible because. Because of what happens if that were the case. So, imaginary mass is to mass as measuring numbers is to numbers? Yes. Or, okay. Right, right. And can you are you able to refresh my memory on what that means? Yeah. Right. So, uh, if you have a number line, a regular old number line that you're mm-hmm. used to, it just goes vertically. Sure. Right. Um, or I'm sorry, horizontally. It just goes horizontally. Mm-hmm. Uh, it starts with zero, and it goes in one direction, right. and it goes in another direction. But if you consider that as a plane, then you have a, something that else that's, right. that you goes a, vertically. You have a second dimension. You have a second dimension. Right. And so the imaginary ones are the ones that fall right. sort of in this area. Right. So, I mean, that, that that's what I thought. I just wanted to refresh it right. because... I mean, what I'm more clear on is when Stephen Hawking was talking about imaginary time, it's right. the same thing, right? Second dimension to the timeline. Right. Just like you described, where if time is a number line, it's the, and that's the x-axis. Imaginary right. time is the y-axis. Right. So for mass, it's, it's more of a stretch, right? Because you don't see mass along a line. Mass is a point. Well, right? mass is a dimensionless... But, you know... You, it's 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 a it's a dimension. If you're trying to equate a scalar quantity, but there's not a 
So with time and numbers, there's an interval, right? There's, well, I mean, the thing, like, so there's intervals along a line, and with math, if you, you're talking about a scalar, then you're talking about something that's on a number line. If you're talking right. about a vector, you're talking about something that does something on a plane, right? So it moves from one point to another point on a plane. A vector requires there to be some change in 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 not just magnitude but direction. Mm-hmm. Um, so there has to be a plane involved because there's the only direction in terms of a number line is negative or positive, and that's really just, it really is kind of dimensionless. So this is a vector if it goes from here to here on this number line. So if an item has X mass, it's at 1, and it has X plus 1 mass, it's at 2, that type thing? Well, if it has X mass, it's at 1. If it's X plus X mass, it's at 2. Okay, right. Yeah. Right, okay. Um. But, so then, if it's imaginary mass, then it is x comma y, right? Yeah, like like you like a, a composite number is like three x plus four i, right? That's a composite number. Um, so does does this thing I. need to be all imaginary mass, or just have an imaginary mass component? Or well, what's the, that the, mean? the problem is that when you consider how you would describe a massive particle really what you you would take into uh you, you it, it boils down to something called a field equation but essentially there's a there's a term that represents the mass and what that means physically is that there's a, a kind of uh how can i put this it, it's a it's a resisting force in a sense it, it's a it, it behaves like a like a contribution to the potential energy of, of, of something, so it's a restoring force. I guess better it, it pushes the particle from an excited state back to its ground state. That's sort of what mass is doing is is it's is it's pushing it from from having some movement towards wanting to be still. Okay. So so mass is all about essentially having a ground state and exciting the ground state. Okay, so so hold on, hold on. So what you described I equate to the energy of the matter, right? I mean, because you're talking about ground state, see, to me I'm equating that to terms like lowest energy. Right, yeah. And and you know exciting and you know things like that. So so like for example, let's take this into the case where you know you're you have an an object right, and you heat it, and it moves to a higher energy state. Right. You're adding energy to it such that it's excited, and therefore. It it has this this restoring force that tends to keep it in still is being excited in some way. That's again, it's, mm-hmm. it's F equals ma, right? You're you're putting right. a force on this, right? And then when it, you know it, it loses the energy, it gives off light, it falls to its ground state, right? So that is that's energy. Normal. That's, that's, that's energy acting on a force. Now go yeah. back and tell me what you just said again and and so when you when you consider a massive particle, when you consider a field equation of a massive particle, then 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 the uh the the mass term acts as a uh a positive contribution to the potential energy. 
positive mass is a positive contribution to potential energy. Potential energy is what it can get to. No, that's what. what so potential means it's 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 total energy minus its kinetic energy. Right. Okay. Okay. But it's a positive contribution. Uh, the point is it's a positive contribution. The point is that the the, the mass is a okay. positive contribution and uh so when you consider it that way, it takes it, it it's pushy it's essentially like there's a restoring force that sort of pushes it back down to its non excited to, to its non excited state. The problem with exotic matter is that you would flip that. So uh, I'm sorry. I just want to ask some questions yeah. as we go, yeah, right? Sure, sure. It seems maybe maybe you have an explanation, maybe you don't. Right. But it seems opposite that it makes sense that mass has this natural tendency to go to its ground state, yeah. right? But you call that a positive, but it's losing energy, so it seems like a negative, right? Well, the the it's 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 a positive versus, uh, hmm. uh, the term that we use to describe the mass is mm-hmm. a positive contribution to its potential energy that that tends to actually because of the because it's positive it pushes the potential energy down to the ground state. If it were negative, it would actually push it away from its ground state. Right. I, I figured you were getting there, right? Yeah. It was just a terminology thing I wanted to yeah. check, right? Because right. it's opposite right. from the terms as we're used to them. So if you would think about so you could f- turn exotic matter and flip that mathematically. You could flip it negatively so it, it has a, so it's a negative contribution to its potential energy. And what that would mean is that by not exciting it it would grow instead of being pushed down to his ground state would it grow a finite amount or would it grow no, infinitely? It would grow infinitely so that means that if you had a piece of exotic matter it would instantly well i mean by the speed of light overtake the universe this is what we call a vacuum expectation this is when we have a uh a vacuum expectation value that that causes it to uh so it, it's, it's a piece state. of matter that, by its nature, gets more energetic. Yes. So by adding nothing to the system, instead of losing energy, it gains energy. It gains energy. The more that nothing happens to it, the more it gains energy. So it would go from... It would get you know. It would quickly you'd go. To, you'd have to it excite would, it. You'd have to excite it just enough. Once you, we just just the tiniest amount. Or once you excited it, instead of exciting it and you know moving a little bit and then dropping down, exciting it makes it makes it start to go. Does it? And then it starts to go and go and go and go and go and go what, bigger and bigger and bigger. Makes it, it. So I could understand an item that would not. So I would think of like a perfect battery, right? Right. Where it would be an item that would keep its energy that was given to it. But how can it how can it take the energy that's given to it and multiply it? Because instead of there being a sort of constant force that would need Cause, need cause the, the, energy to sustain itself. 
what happens is that that gets reversed, and so any energy that's in there would get magnified. Would get. But see, to me, reversed means something different. To me, things are not perfect systems, right? So you put energy in, it bleeds the energy off and well, falls that's, back down. Well, that's thermodynamics, right. sure. But what you're saying is, so I could, so what I'm seeing, what I'm thinking of is where if you have this opposite thing, you put the energy in. It, well, think about what happens with the, with the law of thermodynamics, right? When you, when you put energy into something, it slowly, slowly bleeds out of the system, right? But if it's the opposite now of that... Now you have the opposite of that where... But to me, the opposite is that it doesn't bleed out of the system. Exactly. Not that it, not that it magically Well, well the opposite more. of that is that it grows. Is that instead of the energy leaving... Is, it, is the, the opposite ener- of something bleeding out of the system in terms that of, it in, creates in the, more? In the terms that we're discussing, in the, in the terms that this would work, it actually is uh, an effect that it would... It would because you're essentially putting a negative sign on the entire process. You're taking the thermodynamics, the second law of thermodynamics, everything gets decreased, and you're flipping it. And you're saying that, in fact, w- the energy increases every time. So instead See, of okay, slowly I mean, radiating, I'm, I'm, it slowly gains. In I, fact, I, I hear it starts quicker I hear, and quicker. I hear gain. what you're saying. And you've obviously researched this more than me, and you're probably right. But to me, the opposite is not a gain of energy. It's the law because you're still because it's the lack of losing energy, right? Because you're thinking along along the lines that that everything else operates normally, but but the problem is you're just putting a negative sign on one aspect, whereas putting negative sign means negative. You're flipping the entire system. You're really taking a symmetry of the system and flipping it around completely. You're not just taking my question. But my question is: Is that really the symmetry? Right? I'm I'm skeptical. Well, that's really the skeptical that that's the symmetry. That's the symmetry of the system as it would be modeled as a particle interaction, as as would be modeled as a field. Yes. Now, is that the way you might model it in Newtonian physics? No, not necessarily. But as we would model it in a in, in, in a in a in a field as if as like quantum field theory, yes, that is. You would the symmetry itself would be flipped completely, so the exact opposite of the situation would happen. So uh, uh, a system would actually gain energy from doing nothing. Okay, you're not going to. I mean, I I don't get it. Why? I mean, so this is the kind of thing that may never be intuitive, but. No, it will be intuitive if you study enough. It, it, it's one of those things that, yeah, I wouldn't get either. I still don't fully get it. I'm not saying it, I, I understand it completely, but the the way that, that the modeling works, you, remember, physics is dealing about symmetries, and you're talking about now a symmetry of not a piece of a system, but the entire system is 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 flipped. And when the entire system is flipped, that means that all aspects of the system are flipped. Because you're doing a transform on that level, you can't just cut and paste little pieces of it to transform. Uh, okay, I mean, essentially, this restoring uh, force that that drops things down uh-huh. to a lower state becomes an exciting force that pushes things to a higher state. I understand what you're saying, right? It just. You have unstable vacuum at that point. No, no, point. I mean, I'm get, you're saying it. The point yeah. where I'm getting to is that I am a little drunk. Yeah. Uh, I am not ready to... Well, here's here's the beauty. 
state that what this kind of system may exist. If it does exist, then we're lucky that it doesn't couple to any other fields that we're around. <laughs> Right. Because if I mean, it did I mean, couple to the fields we're used to, then we would be destroyed by now. So I'm kind of going through the process of thinking that it is almost it's almost a more simplistic view that the opposite of losing energy is gaining energy as opposed to the opposite of losing energy is maintaining energy. You know, I... No, I'm not saying you, like I said. Well, it is, I mean, it is more simplistic because it's, but simple is usually, I guess, usually the the, the correct one. It, it'd be more complicated that the opposite of losing energy is sustaining energy versus the opposite of losing energy is gaining energy. That's a more complicated system because that requires a feedback of some sort. Whereas lose versus gain, that's it. Negative, positive. Think simple. Think simple translations. Yeah, I guess. This is fundamentally very, very simple stuff that is then, you know, it turned. So, I mean, what I'm thinking for the people who might still be listening is that I, I guess, because what Greg just said, what popped to mind is lose versus gain versus lose versus stay the same. It's not the opposite scalar, right? It's it's this it's this conservation thing, right? Where mm-hmm. it's not as primitive of math, right? Where if you're taking a negative number or a positive number, that's this scalar conservation, right? You where on a number line, boop or boop, that's like right. Back or forth, where what back I was thinking was is the opposite of lose is maintain that isn't a plus one minus one on the number line. That's something else. So, okay, fine. (laughs) Essentially what I'm, what I'm trying to get across is that if you had this kind of matter, then you wouldn't have it very long because your entire universe would be then overcome by this energy state that this matter would, would be in by this gaining energy state. Well, would it? I mean, so my next question is, what if it's just one little particle, right? I mean, it's mm-hmm. kind of, you know, we have right. quantum particles coming sure. into existence and evaporating and all that shit all the time, right? So if you have this tiny little particle that's growing to an infinite massive, you know, infinitely energetic State does the particle gravitate? Every particle, yeah, but, does okay. But if this thing happens on oh, such a, a, a quantum type thing, you know, it grows to hyper- exponentially, and then it evaporates out of existence, right? Why would it evaporate out of existence? Because that's what quantum stuff does. It comes no, and goes. That's not what quantum stuff does. Okay. No, no, quantum stuff does not evaporate. Black holes come and go. Why doesn't super? energetic things come and go you're 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 doing an equivalence you're you're equiv- you're equivocating two things that are completely unequivocal you're talking about something that is a black hole which theoretically comes and goes we don't know for sure we we've never been able to witness one uh come that go rather i should say we we have not 
the universe has not been around long enough for that to happen. Unless it's a talking really tiny those, one. I'm talking about those really tiny ones. I'm talking about really tiny imaginary mass particles, too, which could evaporate in and out. Well, the ma- well I told you an imaginary mass particle wouldn't evaporate. It would grow and, and turn into... It, it would basically overcome the universe. But and couldn't it also have the a probability of also evaporating? I don't think so. I don't know for sure. But I don't think that the way it would work, no, it wouldn't evaporate in the same way. As a... As a, a black hole in... A hawking, a Kerr-style black hole with a hawking radius. Oh. <laughs> I actually asked Greg a good question. After like 20, 30 minutes of this, I finally got Greg to think about. On the quantum scale, right? you have a particle that yes. has imaginary mass, right? Yes. Think of the quantum effects that could happen to it, right? It could it not. Well, the, the, could well, it not? No, no, no I, can't. I va- can't. Could it not consume the entire universe, right? Could it get insanely energetic and then also blip out of existence? No. No. No, that that wouldn't work. All right, because the energy of the particle would actually be gain at. Over time, as time progressed, the energy the uh, the energy of the particle would continue to grow, as opposed to a, a virtual particle or something along those lines, which is really a, a manufactured part of perturbation theory. But regardless, it, so it's I mean, I'm not sure that, that that doesn't it doesn't have a, a real time associated with it. But I'm, I mean, I'm trying to equate these. Maybe not you. I'm not sure if you've drawn this connection. Yet. I'm trying to equate these to the the quantum black holes. Right, that are in the foam that come and go, right? But those aren't those aren't really black holes. Okay, those are the, like I said, those are artifacts of perturbation theory. Those are not real. They're okay. not. They don't actually exist. Virtual particles aren't real. They're not. They're not particles. They're they're an artifact of the theory that we use to describe them. They're a heuristic. They're they're a they're a method. They're they're a model. They're not. They're not actual physical things. Um, let me point this out. Let me point this this much out. I heard a great quote. I think I I think I may have told you it, but I don't know. Um, I forget who it was. Some some brilliant physicist. I forget who her name was, but she said that you know all these things. Uh, all all the universe is uh, a kind of a, a web of of various um, various fields that are that are coupled with each other in various ways, electrons are a story we tell ourselves. The point being that there's no such thing as an electron. There's no such thing as a proton. They are just various ways that we heuristically make sense of the of of what we can observe is happening. Okay. There are fields. These fields interact with one another. With one another, they interact with all other with a bunch of other things in various different ways, and that interaction perturbs the area around them. 
this perturbation of the air, uh, the area around them, we can describe very efficiently using constructs that we call virtual particles. But the virtual particles themselves don't actually exist. There's no such thing as a virtual photon. Okay. When you hear about virtual photons being exchanged back and forth, that doesn't actually happen. That's a that's a tidy way of mathematically uh, describing a situation that doesn't actually work that way. But it tidily works for the way in which we calculate how things work. But it's it's much more like it's much more like putting a dimple in a bunch of fields, and those fields are interacting with the rest of the surrounding world. It's more like that. It's not it's not that, but it's more like that than it is that there is a particle as it's moving through, it's sending out these virtual things that then are communicating with, with other things. That that is not what's happening. That's just a good way of, of modeling it. It's just a model. So these miniature black holes, this quantum foam, is just a model of really what turns out to be uh, an energy state that tends to oscillate around a mean, but doesn't necessarily stay there for any bit of time because of the uncertainty principle. Okay. You say okay, but you're not really... You lost me a bit yeah, ago. Yeah. Uh, no, I I know. <laughs> I, I I would have lost myself a while ago, and I, I may have already. But uh, this is something that you learn more and more as you as you read up on this stuff. That all these things that you learned about virtual particles and they don't they're not really there. Mm-hmm. There's no such thing. Now there and, and like I said, there's really no such thing as the electron. It's a story we tell ourselves. There is a bunch of fields that congregate in a way that we describe as an electron and we see this same congregation all the time but we see things that are slightly like that but only appear in the math and we say that well we can we can actually see this congregation so we'll call that an electron but how how much of that is actually real and how much that is just an artifact of how we're measuring, and it turns out from what we understand that a good deal of it is an artifact of how we're measuring. Okay. That's the weird thing about reality. It's a lot weirder <laughs> than you and I could ever have possibly imagined. <laughs> well, I think that was a good push. You want to wrap it up? Yes, wrap it up. All right. Thanks, everyone. Thank you. <laughs>